0: You are listening to Pop and Crap, episode 97. to episode 97 of pop and crap i'm paul french and i have all of my electoral votes in my back pocket
1: you yeah, know well, oh <laughs> a, what's an electoral vote <laughs> <laughs> i'm scott and i am trying to pay attention i swear <laughs> yikes yeah uh yeah no i uh, i i i got you now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
0: is that some kind of uh, erectile dysfunction? Are we sharing? Are we Electro sharing? <laughs> vote. The, are we sharing?
1: The, you and your cool hippity hop references that I just don't... <laughs> Electro votes. Electro uh,
0: votes. <laughs> I voted for Jamie Foxx. Then I voted for whoever it was that voiced him in the old cartoon. And... <laughs>
1: That is, uh, yeah, it is an interesting time in the world, and we're going to ignore it by talking about other, other stuff.
0: stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, what you watching this week, other than that stuff?
1: Uh, uh, what have been watching? Uh, the battle continues with Miss Jessica Fletcher. Uh, we are currently tied thirty-five to thirty-five, although. Uh, I think I have to accept the loss that happened before dinner, and it's actually 35 wins and 36 losses, and that that hurts a little. Uh, so we have to try to get it back. It was one of those ones where it was like two people did things; one, one person did one crime, one person did the other one. And once you did, you know, once you layer it up like that, I, I don't stand a chance. Yeah,
0: when when <laughs> when to accept. this is true, when when Jessica has to frame two people at once, it's and, you know, much more challenging.
1: I'm just a. Uh, I I don't know what's going on, but as far as I can tell everybody did it. That's my answer. <laughs> it's um, Murder on the Orient Express. Ooh, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> so yeah, it uh um that's that's been a it's been a biggie of late and uh I was just clearing off the PVR before we had record here and I was watching uh, that Dodgeball Thunderdome thing <laughs> from Discovery Channel. That oh my is, goodness. Uh, weird waste of a time little show that feels like it takes me back to like the roller derby days oh my. the early 90s
0: yeah uh, was it
1: fox that had that
0: oh i have no idea uh,
1: yeah it uh yeah it's silly but what you gonna do
0: well that is the thing that is the yeah. thing well we um let's see what have we been watching we've been um we got ourselves all caught up on uh, jan arden's show
1: how um, is that? It's funny. Ah, excellent. Yeah. We, season we really two enjoy is, it. is the the timer's running away here, and it's it's catching all the episodes as fast as it can. And the uh, um, but I we haven't watched the first season yet. So well,
0: it, the, and, <laughs> and honestly, the first season's short. Like we uh, uh, we realized on Sunday. It's it's. I said to. Um, uh, Jan's like, so when's, when does, uh, you know, I, she saw that there were two seasons. She goes, how long till we're done the second season? I'm like, we're four episodes into the new one. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they're short. Like it's like a, a six or eight uh, episode season for the first one. Um, and they, they just had episode. We just watched episode seven tonight. So I fear that it's going to, um, come to an end soon. And we're going to have to wait with all the other losers. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's really funny. I mean, we like we both like her anyway, because we just like her humor and um and this really leans into it. and uh, and they have some great guests and um, in, including a, a funny, a pretty funny role with uh, Elisha Cuthbert. and um,
1: oh nice. yeah.
0: And uh, so yeah, good, good show. um we're we're enjoying it., uh, so we did that. We watched some of that because it's nice to have something. Given all of the other stuff, it was like tonight, it was, you know, because we've been watching the show Travelers, which is Kay. a good show, uh, but can get a little, you know, Sturm und drang-y. And, um, and so t- tonight it was just like, I just want to watch something silly. And... Um, so it was like, well, a, a, an episode of Jan does. Uh, sorry, we have to, we have to around this house. We have to um, differentiate. So it is Jan with two n. So it is an episode of Jan. Um, <laughs> it w- will always suffice nicely for that. And um, then we watched. Uh, uh, we, every now and then we'll pick up uh, back on the uh, first season of Hawaii Five O, and you oh, know wow. eventually we'll get further than that, but it's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, so we did that, and it was, um, it was a cool episode with uh, with uh, Canadian Adam Beach in it, and uh, oh. yeah, so we yeah, always like him too. So well, that's uh, delightful, yes, and uh, nice, vivid, sunny show, and. Uh, so, yeah, we liked it. It was a good cool. thing. It was a good thing. So, yeah, so we've been watching... That's some of the stuff that we've been watching. And, um... And I I picked up the... Uh, I got a, saw the uh, the second season of the Orville um, on DVD for real cheap. Ooh. And so I picked that up, mainly so that I could... Because I've been waiting to watch it with Jan, but she just hasn't been in the space for it. And... Um, and it's been so it's been sitting on the PVR, and of course I can't play it on the iPad anymore,
1: which means we'd have it's to go
0: downstairs
1: to watch. Too old, it. and yeah. Oh, I know that game.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it aired like a year and a half ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that ship sailed a while ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I picked that up, and I got to clear off like fourteen episodes, fourteen hour long HD episodes. Oh,
1: feels good, don't it?
0: Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah.
1: The. Uh... The Murder, She Wrote, <clears throat> I'm watching episodes from, um, I think they're early October now. Like, I'm just riding the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been trying to do them sequentially, but they air them out of order, and I'm wondering if I'm going to have to abandon that just to keep getting the ones that are the oldest and clear them off.
0: Yeah, we had we had started watching on, um, we, we watched a few over the, over the I was going to say over the summer, but probably early fall, um because I was telling Jan of your ongoing battle with Mrs. Fletcher and um, <laughs> uh, noted serial killer, Mrs. Fletcher. And so we we started like right from the beginning and we watched the first couple of episodes because uh, it's also right. on Amazon Prime.
1: Yes, yeah, it is. So,
0: yeah, but yeah, it's finding the space, finding the place to be. And it's, sometimes yeah. it's nice having it there where it's like, it reminds me that it is there because look, there it is on the PVR. <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's as close to tangible as you get these years. <laughs> indeed,
0: yeah,
1: indeed,
0: yeah. So that's uh, that's the watching that's been going on. Uh, we don't even nice. try. We don't even try to compete with her.
1: Oh, no. um, she. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I think everybody needs to find weird things to just kind of keep them sane, and this is one that I'm really enjoying. Well, working.
0: and that's that's what's so awesome about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's been fun. It's been fun keeping up with what you're doing, and
1: uh... I'm finding that the the ones that get me are it's either it's a it's a double crime and that screwed me up. Um, I was looking the wrong way washing dishes while I missed a clue that went by visually, and I have to stop treating it like a radio play. And just expecting somebody to say something that fouls it up. And the third is that if there's too many guest stars, I get too excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: And, and then it's just still, oh, I I, I got, I thought, I, I I can't I can't keep track. Look at them all. Look at all the people. Look, it's Night Rider's boss, and it's the Assistant DA from Santa Barbara. And <laughs> it's
0: it's, <laughs> it's, it's Night Rider's boss. <laughs> that was a very. Uh, that was a. Um, What's it, uh, Randy? On uh, my name is Earl.
1: Uh, Edward <laughs> Edward Mulher did two that's episodes. That's right. That's right. So.
0: Yes. Yeah. But it's, that was just a very um, uh, Randy way of saying it.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> there you go. That's all I'm capable of. Is a good Randy comment. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's been uh, that's been the it's uh, been the the bulk of it. So we. Uh, so the gloves come off get down to brass tacks all right
0: we have a topic uh we are going to do the t- our top 5 Sean connery roles
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and uh so this is of course uh in uh, observance of the uh of the death at age 90 of uh <laughs> of the uh the once upon once upon a time uh james bond and um so yes he'd been unwell for some time and uh, passed. Uh, guess what? Like on H- on Halloween, Ooh. anyway. Yeah. So, um, so we're not even going to get into into roles that he played because that's what the topic is today. As we of dis- as we discuss, of course, our uh, our um, top five Sean Connery roles.
1: It's our it's our Sean Connery film fest that we are each curating while yes. fighting over the same DVDs and VHS tapes. From the same bin. We're setting up two side-by-side film festivals. And we're fighting over the same box of tapes. That's right. That oh, is correct. Elbows will be thrown. Eyes will be poked.
0: Yeah. So it is, uh, I believe, uh, it is your turn to start, is it not? Ooh, or, or are we flipping oh, a
1: coin, or what are we doing? I, I think I think it does come back to me, doesn't yes, it? Yes, I believe it does. I'm very excited. Uh, this one, I think, is going to be really interesting because... I really think that the first uh, four or five are going to be a mad scramble. Yeah, for sure. And then it'll just be interesting to see how the last four or five fill out. Um, Absolutely.
0: As we, of course, get into the James Bond memorial list. Oh, you're taking that right off? Oh, dude, come on. (laughs) You're taking all seven movies right off the list? James Bond as a role. Absolutely.
1: Off the list. We weren't doing roles. We were doing movies. (laughs) Nuts rolls Oh wow! See, so look at the rules that are changing here. You know uh, what? Let me let me go back. And, let and me go I'm back to back. the text thread. And those those advanced ballots don't count, Mister. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, shit! All right. And I think uh, this is one of those times where we're uh, we're, we're separating the the artist from the art a little bit, and was uh, infamously. Yeah. Uh, well. Sean was infamously called out for some uh, outdated and inappropriate comments about when he thought it was okay to hit a woman, and we're uh, yeah going to uh, we we observe call that, it, that we ob- see it right yeah. over there. Put a we, pin in it and do this. We observe uh, that it is there. It is there. It is the awkward elephant in the room, and we're going to make it sit in the corner and think about what it's done. Yes. Uh, I am opening with, I'm jumping right to 1989. I'm going with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nice. Junior! That was just a fantastic, fantastic role. <laughs> when he shows up as uh, Dr. Jones Sr. That's
0: right. Uh, Professor, uh, great uh, I don't reveal. Professor Henry Jones. They made it. They made the apologize. distinction,
1: yes. Uh, he, it's a great... Great first appearance, great. Um, oh, so good. It was a real, real resurgence role for him too. It, it was, yeah. Uh, really put him back on uh, back on the map and kicked off a lot of great movies through there that I'm sure we're about to argue about. Um, yeah, I won't get it. I, I, think, thing...
0: I think his comeback was just a little bit before, but but this was. was this was the big.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was a surprise. I think when you when you heard that this was going to be the third movie after the first two. Mm-hmm. It, it was very easy to think. Oh man, like this had some. You could hear the shark that was going to get jumped when they said, "You know, no, now he's going on an adventure with his dad." Yeah, yeah. And then you hear, "Oh, Sean Connery." Yeah, no, I'm in. Yeah, okay, (laughs) excellent. (laughs) You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Uh, It was, um, it was fantastic. The other thing that I thought about looking at it is, I think this is the closest he gets to doing a comedy. If you look through his his whole run because there's a lot of comedic exchanges between him and Harrison Ford. Yeah. More here than anything else.
0: I, I actually did. Um, I pulled quotes for everything, uh, where I could. And, and and one of my favorite exchanges here is the, is, is the, how did you know she was a Nazi? She talks in her sleep. It's disgraceful. You're old enough to be her grandfather. Well, I'm as human as the next man. Dad, I was the next man. (laughs) Oh, ships that pass in the night.
1: (laughs) I enjoyed. My favorite part is still where the two of them are tied back to back, and they're each turning to yes. their left and the right, trying to talk to each other. Dad, what? Dad, what? Dad, what? <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> yeah, it, it was so
0: great to to in in amongst all of these sort of old um, um, old you know Republic serial uh, moments to uh, to also throw in a whole pile of screwball comedy.
1: Yeah, it it was. It's the lightest of the three, which yeah. is. Um kind of unexpected and, and on the heels of how dark the second one was oh, yeah. yeah, was pretty interesting. But it it it's just it's good. Like it's one of those ones that like when it's on, oh you're gonna watch it again. It, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's incredibly rewatchable. It's one I'm looking really looking forward to showing to the nephews. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. We're gonna work through that series. But part of the problem is getting through the others before I can get to this one. So well, we may I, actually we may actually do them out of order.
0: Yeah, we did them um, a couple of years ago. We did um um well and and, i mean we did we did raiders first um uh, i'm a stickler for that kind of shit and and when we and this was a couple of years ago so sarah was like five and she loved it and uh and so her way of dealing with being scared of the uh the melting faces was to draw them
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice No, I I catch I catch heat for scary movies if I show them to the kids, so I got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, it's good.
0: You see, we 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 can get by with it because Jan knows that if she wakes up and has a nightmare, I'm the one who goes in there. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the problem with the cottage is I'm always in another building, so (laughs) I just get glared at by my sister and my mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, the. The, one of the interesting things about uh, the movie was that uh, Harrison Ford and, um, and uh, Sean Connery were, are, are only 12 years apart yes. in age. But they play that movie as Harrison Ford trying to play it as young as he can and <laughs> Sean Connery leading into the maturity. Absolutely. <laughs> as it suits the film. Yeah. Um, but really, it's just a fun, entertaining romp. He's great in it. It, it, it seems like he's having fun making that movie uh through 100%. the whole thing yeah. it's it's oh he got a chance to go on an indiana jones adventure and you better believe he was going to say oh yeah. yeah i'm in and he oh, did and
0: he had a great time yeah so fantastic fantastic that role. is
1: why it had to be my first pick because my i would have taken it yeah it's indiana jones and was it was it going to be your first um
0: it might not have been my first but it was going to be up there so yeah all right yeah
1: yeah interesting interesting i i will now uh, I hand it over to you for your first.
0: All right, my first. You want to know how to get Capone? They pull a <laughs> knife. You pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Um, uh, yeah, Jim Malone from The Untouchables, um, as um, you know, as uh, sort of a, a, a first a foil and then a uh, partner to uh, to Kevin uh, um, Costner's uh, Elliot Ness. It is a fantastic role, and that and th- this to me was his big comeback. He did, uh, of course, win the Oscar for uh, Best Supporting Actor for it. Yeah, he did, and uh, and this think... only
1: win, I believe. Yes,
0: it? I, I believe yeah. you're correct. Yeah, and um, um, yeah. For some reason, they didn't hand out a statue for Zardoz, uh, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it it was it's it's this is one of those cases where it's it's a well-earned win too which is nice it's not the here's the salute to your career
0: yeah and it's and, and, and the, exactly as much as
1: it smacked a little bit of like here you go mr bond uh, uh, totally it, but but he, i mean he, it's he, you can't deny that he earned it
0: oh without a doubt i mean it's it's yeah. it's a it's a powerful role you know he uh he's not messing around he you know he um There's the great scene where they're they're talking to um, um, Andy Garcia when they're bringing him on board, and and it's kind of the interview of him. And he basically drives Garcia to where he has a gun, you know, basically pointed at his face. And he's like, I like him. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's such a great movie. I mean, it's a great movie anyway. You know, you've got, uh, um, you know, Brian De Palma directing, David Mamet freaking wrote it. That's why the uh, the um, you know the dialogue is so fantastic, and and it was something that that he was really able to uh, to just really chew on, and um, and so yeah, just a just a, a great role for him, and um, yeah, so there we go. Jim Malone from The Untouchables.
1: That uh, is fantastic. That is one I am long overdue to rewatch. I am uh, relatively confident I've seen the whole movie at least once. I, it could oh, be God. one of those ones where I, it got broken up into different scenes, seen at I different think, times. Yeah, but,
0: I think I've seen this at least thirty times.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. no, I, yeah, I'm due for a. Ugh, I'm so due good. to give that the attention it deserves. And that was an interesting part of doing this list. It always is when you you go through somebody's. Um, whenever we do one of these yeah. drafts, especially if it's somebody who's passed away, there's always this realization that uh, I got some movies to watch. Goddamn it! I,
0: I watched so, I watched a couple of them over the weekend uh, in preparing nice. my list. Where it was, and and this was the, kind of the catalyst for it. And uh, yeah, uh, gotta love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: Uh, oh you... boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I am going to go my second pick oh we have to jump ahead to 1996 oh. your best losers always whine about their best winners go home and fuck the palm queen you're <laughs> the man now dog The Rock <laughs> <laughs> The Rock, uh, Nick yes. Cage Yeah. Nick motherfucking Cage and Sean Connery and um, I think one of the most entertaining parts of that movie was or the unexpected little bonuses they put in there is that the idea that he's been this uh, he's been this secret agent from England who's been uh, locked away on the rock for yes. since the '60s. Yeah, it's, it's a nice And it's basically touch, yeah. the whatever happened to James Bond. <laughs> and I thought that was that was such a bonus and so good for them to work into it. Absolutely, uh, it, it was great. Yeah. And it's fun. It's another one where. He's having a great time running around in an action flick, yeah. and you know, I mean, I think when when you're in a Bruckheimer film, you just got to be like, "Hang on, and here we go." And Connery seemed to get that, and uh, he and Cage played off each other well. It was a good. It was it, it was it was solid. It was a good, good movie. It, he it's of, he it's, made
0: that movie so much better than, than absolutely like, with, with, any in in. Uh, in his absence, it would have not. Um, it would not have
1: worked as well, you know. Oh, in and- his absence, it's connor on an island.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because, it, or, or or, as I said when Con Air came out a year later, um, oh, oh, good. It's The Rock without Sean Connery. <laughs> exactly,
1: right? I mean, it's, it's the, it's, he's the reason that it's as rewatchable as it is. Yeah. Totally. And that when you look at, you know, the Brockheimer experience, it's the one where you're like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing that one first. Yeah,
0: it's one of the I, few, it's one of the few, okay. It is the only, um, Michael Bay movie that I've watched more than once. Yeah. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm not a fan.
1: Not a fan oh. at all. So, so. Uh, you, um, you, 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 I think you got to be in the right mood. I, there is. A, I'm seldom in the right. mood. <laughs> <laughs> there is a mindlessness. Is like let's just go Yeah. I mean Bay did a lot of stuff and some of them are. Uh, yeah, it was. It was definitely. At this, at, at, through the '90s, when he was doing it, I was living with some buddies in a house, yeah. and there were a lot of Michael Bay VHS tapes that went in and out of VCRs. <laughs> there
0: you go. Yeah. yeah, but this one to me was was uh, was the best of them. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, just love loved it. I, I mean, I'm I'm on, on board already because I'm a big Alcatraz fan. I, yeah. uh, you know, I've always had a, a, an interest in it. I have visited visited the island several times. And I've done all of the tours and fortunately um, about 15 years ago when Jan Jan and I went there on our honeymoon, um, we, uh, we did one of the ones with one of the old prison guards and uh and i think that was the time to do it because i don't know that that's there's that many of them
1: left now i would imagine that's uh, got to be a lot harder to do now. yeah yeah so we uh we you
0: that's know great. and and uh and so i i mean i already love uh alcatraz now i mean it, there's a lot of liberties here <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah no it's 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 great and uh and his role as uh, as as john mason is just
1: yeah it was really, it was really good, really well done, and you know, you get the whole bonus of the the prison break in instead of a break out, just mm-hmm. to change that formula. And those those little green orbs of poison gas that were just such a ridiculous little MacGuffin oh, yeah. thing, but they looked great on film. <laughs> and totally, it was yeah. It, that was that was one where you know, all the cocaine worked out right and produced something uh, entertainable <laughs> and, as opposed to just, Oh God, this guy needs intervention. <laughs>
0: uh, and John Spencer as the, uh, uh, FBI director. Yes. Of course, Leo McGarry, uh, yeah. as we would come to know him.
1: Yeah. So. And that scene where he punches through the two way mirror and then sees him on the other side. <laughs> it's fantastic. He does yeah. the, you have the, here's Johnny. <laughs> Yeah. Head through, you know, head through the glass and spots him and loses his mind. <laughs> totally. And
0: originally, um, Schwarzenegger was supposed to play the cage roll. Oh, no. But he didn't like the script, so.
1: Oh, well, there were probably a lot of big words.
0: Well, yeah. No. I mean, you know, he was like, uh, well, I mean, it's no last action hero. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that uh, that would not have been. Yeah. Oh, no! That would not have worked. Um,
0: and, and interestingly, a... Um, um, it, you know, it, I won't get into that. Okay, that's a whole
1: other thing. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, no I, do I, not, I do not like that idea. That is not, a, that is not good. Yeah, no, that no, is no, no I, no.
0: I don't mean that. I just mean the whole general thing, but that's a whole yeah. other side of things. All right. Your second, sir. My second is when he played the father of Dustin Hoffman, speaking of 1989, he had a good year. Um, and the grandfather of Matthew Broderick in the movie Family Business, <laughs> he played um, a uh, a Scottish Irish uh, man who moved to uh, to America in 1946 with his Sicilian wife. Hence, uh, that you know they they had to really make the uh, the whole idea of um, of um, him being Dustin Hoffman's dad work. <laughs> And uh, and he played basically, you know, he was a career criminal um, who used to uh, pull pull the, uh, jobs with his son. Uh, like I say, played by Dustin Hoffman. Um, but basically, when uh, when Vito uh, played, uh, which was the Hoffman role, uh, had a son uh, named Adam. When he was like twenty one, he got out of the business. He's and he went straight. He uh, started up a, bu- a business and. Um, and was done with that life, and also took great went to great pains to keep Adam away from his grandfather, um, because his grandfather, a bad egg, wants to keep him away from him. But of course, forbidden fruit. Of course, now the uh, the kid idolizes the dad, and uh, one day he drops out of uh, he drops out of college. And, uh, you know, he feels like his his whole life has been planned out for him and he doesn't want to want to live that way. So he's got a plan for for a a big heist. And, you know, me in heist movies. Um, (laughs) And so he wants the old man in on it. And the old man says, you know, who we really need to help us with this. You all right? You all right? yeah yeah. Okay. all right um uh, you know he um he, he, he says uh, he says you know we need your we need your dad in on this and so he, he, so uh, eventually Hoffman gets pulled in on the thing and they have to go and do this job and terrible things ensue but it's a great movie huh. what are you, what
1: are you doing? I have not seen that I'm getting ice out of the freezer <laughs> clearly was <laughs> <laughs> it just horrific sounding I apologize <laughs> will and we're both ripping their headphones out. <laughs> oh
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Poor Murray just swerved off the road. I'm sorry guys. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got to
0: see this. It's it's great. It's uh, directed by Sidney Lumet. Um, oh. And
1: um, that's a that's a, a bright spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's it's a, it's a good flick. And um, right on. At some point I ha- uh, in my mind uh, I had years ago had mixed it up with. Uh, there was a Frank Oz movie that, um, starred, uh, Marlon Brando.
1: There is a difference in casting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Directed. But it was, no, no. Well, I mean. Hmm. Oh, is it the Brando Ed Norton? Yeah. That's the
0: one. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and so at some point that had got jumbled up in my mind with it, but, uh, but this right. was, this was another one that I watched over the weekend again. I had, I don't think I don't think I'd seen it uh, since it came out. And I remember my dad and I went to see it because uh, he, he's a big Hoffman fan, big Connery fan. So boom, done.
1: It was interesting when you, when you, when you started describing it, that was where I went in my mind was to that uh, yep. Brando Norton yep. thing and realized, Oh no, wait. And how cool is it that it, that's the best thing about these old movies is that you get to tie in all the the memories of, you know stuff you saw with your dad. Oh, for and, sure, and, yeah. You know, like it, it just amplifies everything so much and makes them so much better and Absolutely. more important
0: <laughs> than Absolutely. they might
1: have actually been. But it's the experience that matters.
0: Well, and, and that's it, and and you know that's you know kind of why we went to see that was because this was uh, you know it was, it was it was a bunch of people that we liked and uh, and so this is this is a good thing. The score.
1: Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was the score. It was De Niro, Norton, and Brando. Yeah, so was you to be can the see the
1: best actor of three generations. Yeah, and so you can it.
0: see where it's like, okay, so Broderick Hoffman and uh, and Connery, uh, you know, the same kind of thing. It's uh, yeah. aging thief hopes to retire and live off his ill gotten gains when a young kid convinces him to do one last heist.
1: Although I'm pretty sure that Sean Connery didn't do the whole movie laying in a bathtub sweating out his no. lines. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I don't think he was as cruel to uh, to Sidney Lumet as uh, um, Brando was to Frank Oz. So. Right. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, wow. Jesse. Nice. From... Uh, that one, I do not believe
1: I've seen that movie, oh. so I yeah. absolutely have to do that. Um, and I'm thrilled that that lets me take my third option because I didn't think there was a shot in hell of me getting my top three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My third, I'm jumping to 1990, and yep. all I want is one ping. <laughs> I am going Hunt for Red October, baby. Oh, because yeah, not on my list at all. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, no. if there's one thing you need, it's a Russian submarine captain who speaks Scottish. <laughs> uh, and that was why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have to fucking do this fucking
1: accent. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was, uh, it was a great big game of sea chess the whole way through, and... Uh, it totally uh, it's is, and it's, a, it's a another great one of those movies right. that's rewatchable a thousand times yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I, I, you know, it, that's a like TBS and formatted for edited for television and four by three format and commercials in it, and I'm still gonna watch it. Um, I really I,
0: I, re- I really liked it, and I really liked him in it. Accent yeah. aside, you know, I, 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 oh, yeah. that, that was fine. My my big quibble with the movie is like, I I, I can't watch Alec Baldwin as Jack Ryan. Um, really oh yeah no he's not jack ryan it's fucking alec baldwin what's he what's he doing harrison ford is jack fucking ryan
1: uh no see i (laughs) i eventually got there but my first exposure with baldwin as as ryan i was fine with that because he played it as a an analyst who ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time fair enough fair enough yeah those those scenes where he's you know going over out was out on the helicopter and he's trying to get to the submarine and he's he's muttering to himself you know next time write a fucking memo <laughs> yeah but,
0: but 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 think of th- think of this though scott i mean baldwin could never play the president so <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, wait <laughs> you know if you give him the right amount of makeup innocent,
0: pull <laughs> no it, it it's a it's a great flick but it, but i i disqualified it uh, uh, that was my ridiculous reasoning nah. for doing so
1: See, I, I and again, I think it comes down to when you saw it and stuff, and it was, uh, it was the movie that I saw that yeah. then led me to read oh, Clancy's yeah. books uh, because so it's I one enjoyed... of
0: it's one of the best of the books for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of
1: the best of the books, and it's one of the best of the adaptations of a book. That's fair, yeah. because um, they struggled with a lot of his, uh, the the other movies, they are not as. Well, it's Good, an adaptation.
0: The books are so dense. I mean, it's like yeah. if you're just taking well, plot, Clancy's you've missed. books are. Yeah, super you've dense. missed. You, you know, if you're just going with plot, you've yeah. um, you've lost half of it there. My thing was, I liked uh, Ford's performances. Ryan, the movies were, were, were not were not strong.
1: Yeah. No, I could I yeah. can see that. But, I can see but that. yes, I...
0: but Connery in that movie. Oh my god. Oh yeah,
1: and he and uh, yeah he and Tim Curry. Uh, yes going at each other and then baldwin lands on his boat no other guy's boat but then eventually they, yeah it just it, it's so so good and um uh, he he i i really enjoyed the the role and the performance of someone who is setting up to do this thing that um may or may not work and the whole time you're watching it you don't know whether you can fully trust him as he continues to reveal his plan. Um, I, I dug it. I, I, I still got to come back to that. Every time Every time it's on, yeah. I'll watch it. That's I, awesome. I that's, that's a good sign. So that's my number 3 up for an October 1990.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Well, my next Sean Connery role mm-hmm. is not so much played by Sean Connery as playing Sean Connery.
1: Tell me more. I'll
0: take anal bum cover
1: for 200, Trebek. Oh, I see. We're going all over the map. All right. <laughs> you are really hanging your hat on the whole performances. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because come I will on. allow it for no other reason than that is a goddamn genius bit.
0: Yeah, what's the answer to this? Rough, like your mother likes it, Trebek. <laughs> It, it, you know, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not a huge Daryl Hammond fan. Um, really? Yeah, he does he not do he much was, for me.
1: Um, he was he he does a lot of the, the big standout impressions through that decade. Or he does
0: he does some some great impressions. All of yeah. them pale next to this one uh, with uh, <laughs> with um, with Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek and mm-hmm. uh, you know the
1: the. Uh, um, the category S-words as swords. and <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the rapist for a thousand. That's therapist, Mr. Connery.
0: <laughs> what sound does a doggy make? Connery buzzes in to answer, moo. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's wrong. Well, that's the sound your mother makes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. My favorite one is the <laughs> one where uh, Norm McDonald's playing Burt Reynolds.
0: <laughs> yes, well, there, there was, and there were, there were a bunch of those, uh, because oh, yeah. they realized like that, make, that makes it even better.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That so, was unexpected.
0: Yes, and that was uh, that was the plan. Um, hmm. But my worry was if I went out with that first, that I would have handed you two of the the the, uh, the top rolls right away. So. <laughs> So I had to be careful, but yes, wow. Daryl Hammond as uh, as Sean Connery, rough like nice. your mother likes it, Trebek.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just randomly scratching things off my list here because you know there's a half a dozen different uh, Bond movies. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I am going with this is a very very small role. Yeah. Um, but was um, he was perfect and uh, that was um, 1991's Robin Hood Prince of Thieves
0: Oh the final scene where he plays
1: King Richard who returns in time for the wedding and wants to give his cousin away and steps off his horse and everybody loses their shit because he's here and drops to their knees and he looks big and imposing and regal and kingly
0: Yes. And 100%. it's
1: fantastic. It really fantastic is. Fantastic scene for. Him.
0: One of the one of the best parts of the movie and and one of the things was he was so pleased to get to work with with Costner again. Yes. Cuz they, they got along the so bonus, well. Right?
1: Yeah. everybody, you know, gets all excited at that. Um and of course he'd played uh Robin Hood in Robin and Marion back in 1976. Uh, yeah, it was on my bench. So, yeah. So yeah. that was another kind of another shout. Yeah, it's a great it's a great callback. Easter egg yeah. wink. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's a very, very small role. He uh, he just rides in on a horse, and you get his voice off camera first, and it makes everybody go, ooh. Yeah, oh, yeah, because
0: <laughs> the voice, cause you it hear is it. that you voice. You sit up in your seat. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: And uh, uh, it's great. I mean, I'm sure they couldn't have had him for more than two days of filming, tops, but uh, love that he just kind of rolled in, did it. Yeah. And and what how much it contributed to the end of that movie, because once you're into the... Once you get to the end of that movie and you've you've defeated the bad guys, how do you put a little bow on things? And when you throw a wedding on the end and you have a really cool guest star walk in, it just means that you go into those credits a little higher than you would have. And that's great.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, that, that's awesome. That's, that that point, is a great. You're really, and I really that really, yeah. completely lost the
1: value of 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 him as an actor and and his reputation and his career at that point. And
0: it's 1991. Yeah. Right. Like so, of all the times you're gonna do that, 1991 is a, a frigging good one because oh, he's yeah. he's I had mean, a he's had a hell of a run over the last four years.
1: Yep. He's coming off of uh, Untouchables, Last Crusade, Hunt for Red October. Like yeah. it's a it's a big yeah. Run yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. So that was great. It was clearly at the part where he was going to enter into the I'm going to have some fun. Mm, yeah. Realm. 100%. And, uh, yes. So that's my my fourth. It's very small, but um it it seems kind of a shame to be like, "Well, oh, he's got 3 minutes of screen time, but it is it is a great 3 minutes and it is 3, mer- three minutes that really he is revered <laughs> through that whole scene." So that's
0: why i had to have it Uh, yeah absolutely all right my um next pick is uh ramirez from highlander how do you fight how do you fight such a savage with heart faith and steel in the end there can be only one and of course there was they never made another highlander movie again ever in the world and um and you know it is uh again like this was uh, this was '86, so it was just before the Untouchables, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know, I always remember the first. I, I, like I hadn't seen it yet, but a friend and I were were in the uh, in in the at the mall and ran into another friend of ours who had just come out of the movie, and um, and he and he was saying, yeah, so I just went to see that Highlander movie, and the guy's like, oh, what? How was it? And he goes, I think I liked it. And, and, you know, he seemed very kind of thrown by the whole thing. And so I was like, I got to see this. And, um, and of course loved it. Um, and, and I love, um, you know, again, like I, if I look at, <laughs> with the exception of Daryl Hammond, cause you know, um, uh, although maybe he's being a mentor to Alex Trebek, maybe that's the way I should be looking at it. Uh, but, um. <laughs> You know, is is that idea of Connery as the mentor, hmm. and uh, and as the person who helps the hero of the movie become who they need to be, and uh, and the thing is that he takes such a lead with those move, with those roles, um, that uh, yeah, there can yes. be, there can be only one.
1: <laughs> See, the thing that I think is interesting is that you have you seem to have total issue with. Uh, a Russian with a Scottish accent, but you're fine with a Spaniard with a Scottish accent. Ah,
0: uh, you know what? Eh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I, I mean, I was more joking about that it, um, because, as I said, my, my problem is Baldwin. Um, yeah. Damn you, Baldwin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on. He was good. <laughs> he was fine. Uh, um, I enjoyed him. Yeah, and um, and and no, so uh, you know, it it was never the, uh, it w- wasn't really the accent, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, the Highlander role was uh, was, you know, that that was a big one. That was a big one for me. That movie, and um, and definitely, uh, uh, he was the right guy to be bringing it. Excellent. So there we go, Ramirez from Highlander.
1: Mm-hmm. Bravo. That is certainly, I mean, when you talk about, hey. about Sean Connery, that's one of the ones that you, you can't not name.
0: Yeah, and, and it's funny, because you say you say about the Spaniard thing, and I, I had it, obvi- the name's obvious, but uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, the idea of Highlander, I mean, of course it's Scottish.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Close enough, I mean. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, my, uh, my fifth and final is a uh, this is a smaller one, um, hiding back in 1986, same year as Highlander. Um, it was the name of the rose. Oh, so good! Yes, and uh, he plays a. Uh, he, is he an actual monk in that? If I remember correctly, yes. And so he shows up at this monastery where there have been so, a, a death or some deaths, mm-hmm. and he gets there, and many more ensue. Hmm. And so he and his uh, his Young, I don't know, friar in training, Christian Slater yeah. are uh, running around this abbey trying to solve um, these murders, and it's um, it it was great. It was it was a uh, unexpected. That is a fan.
0: That is such a fantastic pick.
1: I, I um... and yeah, I, I I really dug it. It's it's one where going through this list and and when I put it down, I thought I really feel like I need to watch that again. Cause I saw it like it's a teenager. And so it's been a minute. <laughs> and I think oh, that I sure. would uh, be able to appreciate it uh, in a different way with uh, 30 plus years under my belt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, it's yeah. Uh, what a, what a great pick. Um, Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I was, uh, it, it was a, a fantastic movie. I haven't seen it in years, but uh, um, interestingly, of course, um, Christian Slater would later go on to uh, to, to be in an, an Alcatraz movie himself. Um, mm-hmm. And, it's a,
1: and know, the two runs. of them would appear together in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves.
0: There you go. Look Re- at that. Reunions abound. Holy cow. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: All right. It's all coming full circle.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Great pick. Thank you. Um, Your turn, sir. All right. My last one is Lieutenant Colonel Caldwell, um, where he... Um, plays the uh former um commanding officer of mark Harmon's character nice um, nice one in the presidio yes. and uh they have a whole lot of issue they have a whole lot of baggage between them anyways and that is not made any better by the fact that uh that now um you know he has to solve uh, 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 Harmon's brought in to solve a murder on the um at the Presidio, and he's also dating his former um, um, foil and uh, commanding officer's daughter, uh, mm-hmm. as, as played by Meg Ryan. And um, this one, I, I always love this, and it's like, whenever I, I you know, like, I, I used to spend a lot of time going to uh, to San Francisco, and the Presidio was always part of that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, there's just this bait, bait, Great bit where uh, where where these there's a, a, a guy kind of bullying at the bar and uh, and um, Caldwell calls him out and he says now are you sure you want to have a fight I'm only gonna use my thumb and the guy looks at him he's a thumb and he says my right thumb left one's much too powerful for you <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it, you know it's such a great role now originally um, it, it was supposed to be. Um, Costner in that in that role that was played by uh Mark Harmon. And uh and I
1: could see that very easily being t- oh, the case,
0: Hundred yeah. percent, right? Yeah. And uh especially at the time. And um and what happened was uh so it fell through with, with Costner because you know he was he was on the move at that at that point and um so it, so so he was kind of disappointed that it wasn't him, but he and Harmon really played off uh, off each other well, and uh, and so it, it led to uh, you know uh, again another another sort of investigation movie. So this was '88, yeah. So they had just finished, uh, so like he had just come off the award for uh, for um, the Untouchables and uh and and you add to that you got Jack Warden in there as the uh, sergeant major and um yeah yeah it's uh it, it, you know solid flick and uh and you know this was uh you know that very brief ascendancy of um of of Mark Harmon uh <laughs> as as a, a a movie star and um you know he should he should he's doing okay he's fine He's fine. He's been on a, on a, on a, on his NCIS for seventeen years.
1: Yeah, he moved, he moved to New Orleans and it's been going really well for him ever since. But yeah, I think you could have put, um, put Kevin Costner, Mark Harmon, and Scott Bakula in oh, something God, together yeah, right? as, as brothers. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's got to
0: be like a, a you know a buddy movie with uh, with, the, uh, with the with the, with those guys for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Um, Would you like to talk about your bench a little bit?
0: All right. So, uh, my bench. Of course, I mentioned uh, uh, that uh, Robin and Marion was on that as as him as Robin Hood, Mm -hmm. and if only because he became the uh, you know I I read a lot of Superman comics in the early in the mid seventies mid to late seventies really, and there was a supporting character in the uh, Bronze Age called Vartox, and he was kind of. um, you know, he was a hero from another world and, um, he actually got brought back in a power girl series about 15 years ago, uh, huh. by, um, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. And, uh, and it was like, Vartox is back. Cause he was this seventies character that was, uh, that, that kind of came after, uh, Lana Lang. And, uh, so, um, You know, although Superman was involved with Lois Lane at the point, there was always a bit of jealousy there, and uh, he was a you know hero from another world sort of thing. And uh, and he was completely based on Zed from Zardos, which was another (laughs) movie that uh, that Sean Connery was in. Look it up, kids. It's something. Um, Yeah, and it's something that they filmed. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I'm I'm certainly not familiar, but
0: yeah, yeah, it's. yeah, it's, um, <laughs> um, Of course, he was Forrester in Finding Forrester, which was mm-hmm. toward the end of his run, and it was basically a movie that was set out to be one of the, um... It was basically like, wow, uh, Goodwill Hunting did really well. We should do something like that. <laughs> it
1: does have that vibe, doesn't it? Oh. I don't think I've seen it. I saw the... Uh, it's good. I remember the trailers. Yeah. Um, and I watched a couple of clips today, but... Uh, I, I, I don't believe I've seen it.
0: So, uh, so that's, that's one. And, um, and finally, of course, can't ignore Colonel Arbuthnot, uh,
1: from Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, well, let's, let's cross off all these James Bond movies. Yeah, well, because... <laughs> um, I had, uh... I'd, I'd entrapment and and first night. Oh, um, fantastic! Those were both yes. kind of later yeah. on. Entrapment was great, good heist flick with Catherine zeta The Jones. It, yes. It, at the time, I remember thinking it was a little ridiculous because they were trying to put the love story between the two of them. And it was like, okay, it was creepy. Stop.
0: It was creepy, and then and then he then she uh, went and married uh, Michael uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Like, oh, anyway. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. So she's got a type. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, first night was, you know, it's it, it is, anytime you put that guy in armor and have him walk around pretending to be kingly, it just kind of works. Um, I, yes, uh, it's not one that I had uh, a lot of familiarity with. I think I've seen it, but I was really blanking on remembering it, so I just couldn't make the cut for that. Yeah, no, I, I get you. One that I wanted to talk about that. Know what it is. was I know was what a painful it one was was League of extraordinary gentlemen. In
0: oh, yeah. no. That's, that's, one that's of his last. That's why he retired. Yeah. and it, it, it turned out he horribly. went
1: into it because he said they offered me the Matrix and I didn't understand it, so I passed. and they offered me Lord of the Rings, and I didn't understand it, so I passed. and they offered me this and I didn't understand it, but I'll be damned if I was gonna pass.
0: Yeah,
1: and that he, it should have been better. He was fantastic casting. Yeah and the, the, I think he tried his damnedest but it, that movie failed him he didn't fail the yeah, movie Yeah no
0: the problem was that and and you know and this is uh you know it, James Robinson wrote the script for it and um but it became a you know everybody needed in on it and mm. um and so it became less based on the source material which if it had been it would have been great yes. um but yeah. uh, but because it wasn't a uh, um, because it wasn't based on that at all, um, and so many people got in and, uh, and started, uh, making, uh, making adjustments to it and saying, oh, you got to do this too, and you got to do that too. Uh, the director decided after that, um, you know what? I am never going to direct another movie again. Really? As of last wow. August, he still hasn't, and I don't know that that's changed any. Um, wow. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing. So, so yes, you're right. The movie oh, absolutely movie broke
1: a lot of people. That's it, the welcome to welcome to Mooseport of. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> of superhero films, and it is interesting because the source material is pretty great. It's fantastic. And, you yeah. know, it should have worked, and well, here's the it but here's
0: not. but here's the problem with the with. You know, and I and I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, sort of the source material. I have all of the league uh, books mm-hmm. and miniseries uh, sitting on the shelf next to me, and I love that stuff. It's great, mm-hmm. but the problem is, is it's all literary references. Like it is rapid fire literary references, and um, and I don't know that that makes for a great action movie. Yeah, and uh, you know, it is meant to be. Um, you know, kind of like the old uh, Jules Verne uh, books, right? And uh, it's not meant to be a blow em up uh, action flick, and that's what. And that was where the uh, where the troubles came in.
1: <laughs> yeah, it did get a little. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it uh, it could have been better than it was, and um, was sad, and it's 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 upsetting when you get to you read the the last few entries on his his IMDb page and go. That's not how fucking James Bond should have gone out.
0: That, but that's so. that. Like, like when you look at it, really, like that's the last role that he played um, on. Like, I think it's among his last uh, on-screen roles.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's a voiceover. There's it's a couple of video game parts. I think. Like, yeah, it was, which is also so it's all that. it's
0: all voice work, right? And. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to look at. There's there's one other that was like an episode of a TV series, and, yeah. Um, it's a oh, and,
1: documentary and, and
0: and it was a voice. Um, yeah. yeah, in 2003. So so yeah, that you're right. That movie broke a lot of damn people, <laughs> um, which
1: is a shame. Ugh, and it really did is. feel like you know a movie by committee or oh, Franken film.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And uh, yes. Yeah, so um, and by the way. Um, uh Norrington uh he has stayed true to his word (laughs) that's the director yeah
1: yeah he did he done before
0: that um he was like uh he had done like uh you know he'd done like makeup and stuff on like movies like Blade um
1: uh oh well they should absolutely let him direct
0: well hang on (laughs) he was also a visual effects guy and uh and so he had a lot of background in that um, because we remember that not everyone who, uh, um, who, who, you know, some people who end up directing also just start with whatever they can to get their foot in the door. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so he did, a, he did a bunch of that stuff and, uh, but a lot of visual effects stuff. Um, and, um, yeah, so he did like, you know, effects on, on alien movies and, uh, um, and Aliens. In fact, he was one. Of the, he was part of the creature effects crew on that, and uh, and then got into like so. So when we talk about like the makeup stuff, he wasn't like a little eyeliner on you. It was like the um, you know the Hellraiser stuff, and uh, and here here we're you know I'm the guy in charge of uh, of creating uh, you know um, uh, the prosthetics for vampires and uh, all that kind of stuff. So it was more of the uh, Rick Baker type. Of makeup, uh, as opposed to uh, to the other stuff. But anyway, um, he got his chance to direct. Uh, well, actually, he directed a bunch of things. Um, but um, but then he stopped because oh. you know, um, like he, yeah, he, he had. Oh, and he had directed the first Blade movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go. So <laughs> he had some bona fides as a director by this point as well. And, uh, and yeah, much like it broke uh, a guy with, like, a, you know, 40-year career uh, yeah. of acting. I mean, yeah, come I on. It also
1: broke a brand-new director.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whether and it was the
1: beginning of your career or the end of your career, you did not survive League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And if for no other reason than because they called it LXG. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me started. That was the part that hurt the most in the trailer was when they got to the end and they, LXG, and oh, that hurts still to look at that. That's yeah, not right. yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's it's yeah, it's not right. It's not right. All right, sir. So there hmm. we go. So you had Henry yes. Jones Sr. You had the guy he played on The Rock. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you had the guy that he played <laughs> on The Humphrey at October. You
1: didn't want me to look this up, did you? <laughs> and you had... I think uh, his name was Captain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's fair.
1: Um, I think it's Ramius. And, uh, and
0: of course, King Richard. Um, and yeah. then, uh, sorry, your last one was, I might've missed that.
1: Um, Brother, somebody of Foxville or something. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the, the friar in the unconventional friar in uh name of the, name of the rose. Um, and I had yes. on my list, uh, Jim Malone um, from the untouchables, uh, Jesse from family business, Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery in a flip on the Sean Connery role. It was An a role. Entertaining oh. stretch. Yes, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yes, loophole alert. Um, <laughs> and uh, and Ramirez on Highlander and Lieutenant Colonel Caldwell in the Presidio. And uh, so there we have it. There we have it, the James Beautiful. Bond memorial list. All right, sir, what's your pop Beautiful. of the week?
1: Pop of the week, Uh documentary I caught uh, Last weekend, I don't know when I recorded it, but I watched it last weekend. Uh, it's called Origins of Alien. Uh, it's, it's a 2019 what? documentary, and uh, I missed the title. Um, oh, sorry, it's called Memory: The Origins of Alien. Mm. And they go through the the whole history of of the films, oh, or the exactly. first two at least, primarily.
0: Yep.
1: Um, and in Specifically, they they talk about the two big scenes in the the first movie, and they spend a lot of time taking you through the filming of the the chest breaking scene. Yeah, and it's fantastic. They talk about actors and actresses who were in the scene, and they go through the the myths about whether or not they told the cast it was happening. And while the cast knew that was the scene that was happening, they hadn't seen it yet, and. Uh, Because they took so much time setting up the scene, when they finally brought them down to shoot the scene, they walked onto the set, and the first thing that happens is the stench of what's been going on under the lights as they set it up hits you like a wall. Oh, wow. And and just how disgusting it was to walk onto the scene. And one of the actors talks about how she, when the the chest bursts, multiple takes, and they're just not getting the breakthrough that they need. And so when it finally bursts through, They'd put so much blood behind it that it's just everywhere. And so she slips in the shot and falls. And she said, all I knew was that I'd just fallen in our best take. And I was trying to get back to my feet as fast as I oh. could. And they're showing you the, the, the retake of it. And um, it was it's really great. It was one of those geeky, dorky, I love movies things that nice. uh, I, I really dug um, and well. Well, well worth, well worth the time. Uh, I think I pulled it off one of the movie networks at some point, but. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's, um, so
0: that was my next question: was where did where did yeah. you find this little treasure?
1: Yeah, well, well worth it. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. They speak to the um, the widow of the guy who wrote it. They go back to like, you know, where did the story come from? And they're pulling like an eight page story from DC Comics in the fifties. That you know seems like it's got a lot of the that process of where the alien comes from, how it gets aboard, and um, really, yeah, it's it's uh, they there are it's guys serving on an aircraft carrier and it thing crashes down and uh, there's these seeds and one of the guy it's kind of silly story because the two guys dare the other guy to eat one of the seeds but then that results in him gestating and releasing this squid creature that they then chase and it escapes over the side of the aircraft carrier into the ocean they go well that's good we'll never have to see that again (laughs) doesn't go well um but you know they move from there through different uh um sci-fi movies that you know have people showing up on vessels that are abandoned but you know some Hello? Or the roots of the story in all this different stuff, and then they go back through the design of the, the alien, and they talk about all the, the, the one designer was really hung up on the the Lovecraftian. Well,
0: that would have uh, been Geiger, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he was and, big uh, on the Lovecraft stuff.
1: Yeah. And so it, it's just—it's really neat. They—they they pull out some old, some old doodles and drawings from the early days and some conception designs, and Amazing. it's really—it's really cool.
0: And um, what's this and called? So,
1: uh, it's called Memory. Uh, oh. you know, uh Memory: The Origins of Alien. That but is so cool. It was—I uh, don't—I <clears throat> just luck of the draw. Sometimes you're just skipping through the guide, and you're like, the what of what? What yeah. is this? All right, I'll record that. Amazing. If you can track it down, I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, for sure. That sounds fantastic.
1: Uh, what about yours, sir? See, I
0: got. I, I want to watch the, the movie again. It's been a long time. Um,
1: well, that's the other thought I had, was I, th- I think I need to actually watch this film
0: again. <laughs> you, you know, it's been so long since I've watched it, but I remember um, <clears throat> a, uh, um, a... a friend of mine, his... Um, uh, his his parents went to see it when it came out, and uh, I remember them talking, telling us about it the next day, and we were like, "Oh my god, this sounds great!" And they're like, "Yeah, you're not seeing that anytime soon." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was. Um, but that was that was very much a like, "Oh wow, this sounds amazing!" And uh, and you know, he did a lot of um, sort of. Uh, yeah, it was it was just just a, sort of this was one of the ones where it was like you know one day I have to see this movie and when I finally did I loved it so much <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah no, that's good stuff all right my pop of the week. It's a little something from the Funny Bookstore. It is Batman Ooh. Three Jokers by uh, Jeff Johns, Jason Fabok, and Brad Anderson. Um, well, tell me
1: what the hell this is. I'm seeing ads for it everywhere, and I know nothing about it.
0: Well, basically, what it comes down to is, now, it was supposed to come out a long time ago because you know it's a Jeff johns book which means it's late um but they did manage to uh they just held on to the whole thing so that they could release it in in relatively quick succession and so it was a uh, it's a three issue pr- sort of prestige format series it ended up being part of the black label uh um imprint um it was probably meant to be like 12 other things in the time it took for him to actually get his ass in gear to write it but it was worth it Um, and so so this basically looks at the idea of you know the the joker is one of those characters who's often been um played uh as what's the word for it uh inconsistent and um and so you've got like the the criminal you've got the sort of the criminal mastermind uh side of the joker you've got the uh the comedian you've got the um the clown right and so there's the times where he just does stuff to to be wacky there's the time he uh there's the times that he just does stuff to sort of mess with people and then there's the times that he is is just outright uh a crazed criminal mastermind and so the idea was what if there were three of them in fact what if there were perhaps more um and this idea that the uh that the joker is always trying to create another joker and huh. um and you know part of it is well this would really throw things off uh on on Batman, wouldn't it? And so the um the principal heroes involved in uh in this story are of course Batman, uh Batgirl, who of course was uh was shot and paralyzed by the Joker, uh-huh. and uh and Jason Todd the Red Hood, who was of course killed by the Joker. Uh-huh. He got better.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like everybody did.
0: <laughs> but not a lot. And uh, and so it uh, sort of involves them going up against them. It also involves a lot of stuff. It's great because it plays with a lot of um, sort of... Uh, Old uh, Bat- old Batman continuity with some of the the uh, the uh, Joker's old henchmen and that sort of thing, and but mainly it also plays with uh, uh, Joe Chill, the guy who killed uh, uh, Batman's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, who of course, if you you know in the in the Burton movie was one and the same with uh, with uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker, um, right. but in this case, uh, and they also harken back to a, a great old story. Um, that was done in the 50s but then when they did uh, The Legend of the Batman miniseries in 1979 they kind of brought it back to the forefront and this idea that um, uh, th- there was this mobster named Lou Moxon uh, against whom um, Thomas Wayne had fallen afoul and, um, and uh, he test- at one point ended up testifying against Moxon and putting him in jail and when Moxon finally got out he hired Joe Chill to kill them and so it kind of added a whole sort of other element to uh, to that story, and um, now they don't quite go that far with it. They actually uh, go go a, a, a different way uh, with Chill's motivations. But it also involves, so it involves Batman uh, finally confronting uh, his parents' killer and um so yeah lots of great stuff uh, you know some some great sort of reference stuff but the the art and action is fantastic and it's uh, it, it's quite an enjoyable read i don't know where it fits into continuity and frankly i don't give a fuck um <laughs> in fact that's what i like best about it is i don't have to care um it's uh it's you know it's a really interesting story it ties in some stuff from uh uh from the killing joke um and uh, and sort of uh, gives us a little uh, an, another view of how things happened, and I don't know if you've ever read The Killing Joke. But,
1: um, well, I might have uh, flipped through it a few times through the years.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, anyway, so, no, no, I have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. so plays with sort of that 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 history of 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 the Joker and um, and um, and gives you kind of a, well, here's how things happened in that. Here's how they might have gone, and I don't want to give away too much because I do want to encourage people to check it out. And if you've read, uh, you know, it kind of serves as a nice little sequel to uh, to Killing Joke, really. And uh, because that's that's, of course, Jeff uh, Johns' latest thing is uh, is like, I'm going to do a sequel to like everything Alan Moore did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's interesting. So yeah. I now it's, understand it's that yeah. uh, better than I did before. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so when they say three jokers, they 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 mean that quite literally, and um, and when you and when you think about it, it makes sense, right? It's like the idea of like like I'm messing with oh, totally. you, and I'm going to create another one just like me, but you know it'll throw you off, and yep. and so the whole thing starts off where basically there are three killings that are clearly the Joker, but they all happened at the same time and uh sort of a communication snafu that (laughs) then uh that then puts everyone (laughs) on to them so there we go nice
1: well that is lovely sir all righty
0: so that brings us uh to the end of our 97th episode
1: that is a big number right that is a little uh a little unexpected and uh, means that we should be working towards something big soon. Well, and you know, it would we have been should nice to, talk about that. <laughs> we
0: we had we had ideas, but you know, the um, the world has conspired against us. Tis true, right? Like, like I, I mean, that's the thing is uh, is is it's not that we wouldn't, um, but you know, there's the ideas we had that we can't do, and, uh, and that kind of sucks. But we'll we'll figure <laughs> something out will do something. We have we have three weeks to decide. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah.
1: yeah. Woof. <laughs> yeah. No problem. We got this. Yeah. yeah Stay yeah. tuned, true believers. Exactly.
0: So uh, anyway, if you got something to say about this, maybe you have a different uh, Sean Connery role in mind. Um, maybe you're going to be like, wasn't he James Bond? I, I don't know about that. Um, apparently uh,
1: that's not a thing you can do guys (laughs) it had to be obvious right I Um, thought we were doing movies uh, (laughs) not roles so I didn't have Daryl Hammond and I I, I, I
0: did check back and it was like yeah you said roles (laughs) uh, (laughs)
1: Uh, but that's okay that's
0: okay Um, so yes if you've got a different one please share it with us we want to know Um, because that kind of stuff is, you know, cool. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. So uh, comments can be sent to popandcrap at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook uh, group, which is at facebook.com slash popandcrap. um, Or you can go to our site, popandcrap.com, P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Scott?
1: (laughs) Stirred or shaken, it's all just popping crap. <music>